We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome to Fireside Chat with Dr. June Knight. so fired up today about what God is going to do. Uh, today is day number four in our 40 days of prayer. So I'm going to start this off before we get started in the Bible study. I want to read day four in the Jesus Calling book. This is just an encouragement. These are always interesting. Okay, I want to make you to learn a new habit. Try saying, I trust you, Jesus, in response to whatever happens to you. If there is time, think about who I am in all my power and glory. Ponder also the depth and breadth of my love for you. This simple practice will help you see me in every situation, acknowledging my sovereign control over the universe. When you view events from this perspective, through the light of my universal presence, fear loses its grip on you. Adverse circumstances become growth opportunities when you affirm your trust in me no matter what. You receive blessings gratefully, realizing they flow directly from my hand of grace. Your continual assertion of trusting me will strengthen our relationship and keep you close to me. This is just an encouraging word this morning from Jesus calling before we get started in the actual Bible study. All right, listen, Brad, we're going to study today uh, 1 Kings. Let's see in mine. I skipped over. Hold on. Let's go back to 1 Kings. I was in 2 Kings 17. Okay, listen, um, 
We are studying about the ecumenical movement today. We are praying about that ecumenical, um, about them partnering with the Pope and the false religions, uh, partnering together in unity, which is going to bring in the one world government. I want us to study today, what does God say about partnering with other religions? Well, let's study Elijah for a moment. Let's start off in verse 17. Don't forget that I'm using the YouVersion app to read. And it reads to us, okay? So since it is the three chapters, we're going to go kind of fast today. Uh, so, Alright, let's see here. Here we go, 1 Corinthians 17. 1 Kings 17. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan, and it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Isn't that amazing? So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan, and the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, <laughs> and he drank of the brook. Amazing. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up, because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So mm. he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her, and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but an handful of this is honor, and amen. a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me, and my son, that we may eat it, and die. And Eliza said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal God is faithful, Brian. Neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. And it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick. And his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. And she said unto Elijah, What have I to do with thee, O thou man of God? Art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? And he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom. Isn't that something, Brad? Into a lot where he abode and laid him upon his own bed. And 
And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourned by slaying her son? And he stretched himself upon the child three times, and cried unto the Lord, and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. Isn't that sweet? And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came into him again, Aww. and he revived. And Elijah... Okay, let me pause right there a minute. Bride, do you remember the Bible study the other day? When I talked about how we're a triune being like God is a triune being. We are a spirit. We live in a body. And we possess a soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions. Well, this is a revelation that God has given me. First of all, the Bible says that when you die, that your spirit goes back to God, who's the one that gave it. But then it's your soul that is judged, your mind, your will, and your emotions, because your soul is what made the decision whether to follow the spirit that God gave you or not. So that's what he's saying there. The soul came back to this boy. I thought that was pretty neat. All right, let's keep going. He took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. Aww. And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. Come on now, truth is worth more than gold. Elijah uh, is a man of truth. Truth is worth more than gold. I just thought of something, Brian. We need to pray before we continue, Lord. We ask you to bless this Bible study this morning. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to have your way. We give you place today, and we give you honor and glory. Okay, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, bride, now we're on uh, chapter 18. So let's see what else happens with Elijah. Isn't that amazing? And Ahab said unto Obadiah, Go into the land, unto all fountains of water, and unto all brooks, for adventure we may find grass to save the horses and mules that we lose not all the beasts. So they divided the land between them to pass throughout it. Ahab went one way by himself, and Obadiah went another way by himself. And as Obadiah was in the way, behold, Elijah met him, and he knew him, and fell on his face and said, Art thou that my lord Elijah? Oh, he yes, gave him honor. I am. Go tell thy lord, behold, Elijah is here. And he said, What have I sinned that thou wouldst deliver thy servant into the hand of Ahab to slay me? As the Lord thy God liveth, there is no nation or kingdom whither my lord hath not sent to seek thee. And when they said he's not there, 
He took an oath of the kingdom and nation that they bound thee not. Hmm. And now thou sayest, Go, tell thy Lord, Behold, Elijah is here. And it shall come to pass, as soon as I am gone from thee, that the Spirit of the Lord shall carry thee whither I know not. And so when I come and tell Ahab, and he cannot find thee, he shall slay me. But I thy servant fear the Lord from my youth. Aww. Was it not told my Lord what I did when Jezebel slew the prophets of the Lord, how I hid an hundred men of the Lord's prophets by fifty in a cave, and fed them with bread and water? And now thou sayest, Go, tell thy Lord, Behold, Elijah is here, and he shall slay me? And Elijah said, As the Lord of hosts liveth before whom I stand, I will surely show myself unto him today. Mm. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. And it came to pass, when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel. Let me pause there a moment. <laughs> Bride, think about this. I've had many people lately call me a troublemaker just because I'm exposing and telling the truth of what's happening in the church. The truth is, I'm not a troublemaker. I am just revealing truth. Amen. That's, right. That's probably what Elijah's thinking right here. But thou and thy father's house, in that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast followed Balaam. Bam! Come on now. That is what we are saying today, bride. That is what we are saying to the United States of America. This is to the peoples, to the church in the United States of America. This is what we are doing with this 40 days fasting and praying initiative is we are getting real with God. We are telling God what our country has done, how we have transgressed, and that is what Elijah is telling Ahab right here. Elijah is telling him, and he answered, I have not troubled Israel but you and your father's house, in that you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord and has followed Baal. So he's telling them, you have sinned, you have transgressed God himself. So let's continue. Now therefore send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel, and the prophets of Baal four hundred and fifty, and the prophets of the groves four hundred which eat Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent unto all the children of Israel, and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? Ah! Bam! Listen, bride. Basically, do y'all catch on to what Elijah just did? Elijah is telling this king, Ahab, listen. You people have quit obeying the Ten Commandments. You have went off and served another God. So now we're about to have a gun-slinging showdown. <laughs> That's basically what he's saying. He said it right here. Now therefore send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal 450 and the prophets of the groves, 400, which eat at Jezebel's table. What does that mean, bride? Think about our country today. All these big-name preachers that have partnered in this false unity, this false coexisting movement 
that is going to be the one world religion that is exactly what is happening today uh, just like it was with Elijah when he went to King Ahab and he said bring all these people here who are sitting at the king's table bring all these people sitting at the Pope's table alright here we go Come on. And the people answered not a word. Then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I only, remain a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. All right, let me pause right there. Come on, come on, come on. Basically, the majority has followed Baal. This false unity of false prophets have followed Baal. That is what has happened right here. And Elijah is saying, I am the only one speaking the word of the Lord in this hour. So yes, bride, the showdown is here. It's here in our country too. Because we're putting our foot down saying we are not going to mix with other religions. We are the children of the living God. We are the mature sons and daughters of God. We know what God has called us to do. We are not going to bow to Baal, and we are not going to partner with Baal. Let's keep going. Therefore, give us two bullocks. Let them choose one bullock for themselves and cut it in pieces, and lay it on wood, and put no fire under. And I will dress the other bullock, and lay it on wood, and put no fire under. And He's challenging them, them see. For you are many. Elijah said, keep going, y'all. Keep calling on your God. Call on Baal. What is he going to do? It is so funny. And they cried aloud and cut themselves after their manner with knives and lancets till the blood gushed out upon them. Bride, did you catch on to that? They cut themselves. The false prophets shed blood. We do not want to be like Egypt. We don't want to partner with Egypt. We don't want to look like Egypt. Let's keep going. And it came to pass when midday was past. And they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. And there was neither voice, nor any to answer, nor any that regarded. And Elijah said unto all the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. Aww. Pause, pause, pause. When he says here, he repaired the altar of the Lord that was torn down. 
That is what the 40-day prayer team is doing. We are repairing the altar of the Lord that has been torn down. Bride, listen to me by the Spirit right now. The Lord told me in uh, Niagara Falls that the church has muddied the waters of the altar. So he asked me to prophesy over the falls that the angels would open the gates to the crystal clear waters from the front throne to flood our nation and cleanse the church from one end to the other. We have muddied the waters of the altar. Do you understand that? The altar is, what are we bowed down to? What are the idols? Who are we giving allegiance to? Who are we bowing our knees to? Man, I feel the fire of God. This 40 days prayer is putting our knees of our country, the basic foundation, back in the right position. Because we are being real before God and addressing these issues that have caused a heartache in God's heart. So that's what Elijah did. When it says right here that Elijah repaired the altars, that's what it meant there. Look, let's keep going. It's according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, unto whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be thy name. And with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench about the altar as great as would contain two measures of seed. Hmm. And he put the wood in order and cut the bullock in pieces and laid him on the wood and said, Fill four barrels of water and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. And he said, Do it the second time. And they did it the second time. He was and specific, he said, wasn't he? Do it the third time. And they did it the third time. And the water ran round about the altar, and he filled the trench also with water. Wow. It came to pass at the time of the offering of... Bam! Bride, look what happened right here. When Elijah challenged the false prophets because they were worshiping Baal instead of worshiping the true God, he said, okay, we're going to see which altar gets consumed by God. So he tells them, do what you want to prepare your altar. But what he did, first of all, is he repaired the altar, which means he made the altar right before God, which is what the 40-day team is doing. They are getting the idols down. They are tearing them down, shredding them down, confessing them before a holy God, putting our knees in right position and addressing the altars in our nation. These false idols that we have built up in our nation is a stench in God's nostrils. So what, look, Elijah even upped it, bride. He upped it when he said, okay, the one that's going to be to my God, I want you to basically flood it. Cover it in water so that it will be impossible when my God comes through. You're going to know that I serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and he is the God of all creation. Because he is going to consume my sacrifice even though it is soaked in water. I think that is profound, don't you, Bride? Let's keep going. The evening sacrifice. Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Here we go. Israel, let it be known this day that thou 
thou art God in Israel. Yes. And that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Yes, Lord. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Yes, Lord. And the Father Lord fell. Yes, Lord. The stones and the dust. Uh. And licked up the water that was in the trench. Bam! Did God not show out? Is God not amazing? What? Look at what he just did. What Elijah did. Elijah said, I'm going to show you Ahab. I'm going to show you false prophets that what you are serving is wrong. And I'm going to show you the true holy God. So I'm going to consume my altar in water. And what did God do? Look, Elijah told God. He said, hear me, O Lord. Hear me. That this people may know that thou art the Lord God. And that thou has turned their heart back again. So he's like, God, this is your time. Show these people how mighty and how holy you are in front of all these false people. Look what God did. This is so exciting. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood. Not only did he do that, but look what else God did. And the wood and the stones how amazing is that? And the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. In other words, God consumed everything around that. He let them know, I am not only the man, but I everything around it I have consumed. That is a holy God. Woo! Come on, Brad. All right, let's keep going. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, He is the God. Oh, the Lord, yes. He is the God. Yes. And Elijah said unto them, Take the prophets of Baal, let not one of them escape. And they took them. And Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and slew them there. All right, I want to pause there a moment, Brad. In a way, this is a sad story, this part right here. Because the false prophets that were serving Ahab, that were worshiping Baal, saw a holy God move in this nation, a consuming fire. And then Baal said, I want all of you to follow me. I would love to just take two hours to just, like, see an open movie before my eyes of what these prophets thought as they followed this holy man who had the creator of the entire universe on his side. What did they think before he slew them? Can you imagine the thoughts that went through their head? Let's keep going. Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. <laughs> yes, Lord! Elijah told the king, 
get up from there because there's a sound of an abundance of rain. That is what we're saying today. There is a sound of an abundance of rain in our country that is coming, Brad. All right, let's keep going. So I have what up to eat and to drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees Aww. and said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. Mm. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and mm, went to mm, Jezreel. Mm. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. Come on. And he girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. The rain came, didn't it, bride? All right, let's keep going. Woo! This is powerful this morning. All right, we're on chapter 19. We're on the last chapter. First Kings 19. And Ahab told Jezebel <laughs> all that Elijah had done. Oh, yeah. And all how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me. And more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. Oh, what just happened here? Ahab went and told Jezebel, and Jezebel turned around and said, I'm so mad at him. I'm going to do to him what he did to my false prophets. Let's see what happens, bride. And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongeth to Judah. And left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die and said, It is enough. Now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. All right, now, come on now. This is a sermon within itself. How many of us ministers, and I'm telling you, I feel the fire of God. <laughs> Oh, man, I feel the presence of the Lord so thick in here. Um, how many of us, when God calls us, do we feel unworthy? I mean, think about it, Brad. This deal with the 40 days praying in the month of December when the Lord was preparing me for all this and I was doing all my research, I was thinking to myself, who am I? I'm a small person in this country, you know, and that's what Elijah is thinking right now. He's like, oh, my God, I've got the queen of this country. I mean, he's only human. I've got the queen of this country after me. You know, like, who am I? God, just let me die right here. That is what he's saying. Look right here. When he saw that, he arose and went for his life, which means like he was scared for his life. And came to Beersheba, which belongeth to Judah, and left his servant there. In other words, he knew what he was doing. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, and came and sat down under a juniper tree. 
and he requested for himself that he might die, which means he asked the Lord, he's like, Lord, please just let me die, and said, it is enough now, Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's, and you know what he was thinking, who am I? I am not better than Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God. I'm not, I'm not equipped to do this. And this is for us, bride. So let's see what God does from here. That's in verse 4. Now we're going to verse 5. As he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, oh. Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake baked on the coals, oh. and a of water at his head. And he did eat and drink. And laid him down again. Wow! Did you catch on to that, bride? Not only in the previous chapter, verse seven—I mean, chapter seventeen—when he talked about the ravens coming to feed him. Now he was ready to die because he feels so overwhelmed at the assignment that God has called him to. This is Elijah. This is the man that just called down the fire from heaven and killed all the false prophets. Now that Jezebel is after him, he crawls off in the wilderness like a whipped puppy till it sits under a juniper tree, which I picture that as he humbles himself. And he gets under this tree and he tells God, he's like, I'm not worthy. I'm not, I'm not Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I don't know why you called me to do this. I feel so overwhelmed. And he falls asleep, which means, Lord, I'm going to trust you in my life. And what did God do? The next morning, he sent him an angel. Now, how awesome is this, bride? Does it not just make you feel so good knowing we serve a God like this? Because he sent an angel to cook for him. This angel ministered to him. Think about the angel when Jesus was in the wilderness. The angel that ministered to Jesus. God sent an angel to minister to Elijah. How much will God do for us? We don't have to fear. God will take care of us. So it says right here. And as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake baked on the coals. Isn't that awesome? And a cruise of water at his head. And he ate and drank and laid him down again. Isn't that awesome? That was him ministering to him and saying, Come on, my baby, rise up. Get you something to eat. Get you something to drink. Go back to sleep. Get you some rest. That's basically what happened. Let's continue. We're now in verse 7. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. Oh, wow. And he rose and did eat and drink, and went in the strength of that meat forty days. What? Forty nights unto Horeb, the mount of God. Oh! Oh! That is profound! Forty days! Listen, bride, what is it about the 40 days? There is a significant factor of 40 days. The 40 days of Jesus in the wilderness. The 40 days of the ark. And now 40 days with Elijah. The angel gave him food that sustained him. That is what the word says. 
that the food that the angel gave him sustained him for 40 days. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meat forty days and forty nights into Horeb, the mount of God. Let's keep going. This is good. And he came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thy oh. and slain thy prophets with the sword, and I, even I only am left, and they seek my life to take it away. Oh! Bride, do you catch on to just what happened right here? He goes off in the cave, and God meets him in the cave. And God says, Why are you here, Elijah? And Elijah says, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant. Now look, bride, is that what we're seeing in our country today? Oh, Jesus, yes. Forsaken the covenant. Thrown down your altars and slain your prophets with the sword. So what did Elijah do? Elijah was honest with God. And Elijah said, My country has transgressed you, Lord. And that's what this 40-day prayer group is doing. We are being real with God. But then he says, And I, even I, only am left, and they seek my life to take it away. In other words, I'm the last one. Okay. And he said, Go forth, and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, oh. and a great and strong wind rent the mountains, and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. Wow. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire, a still, small voice. Bride, that is profound. That is profound. The false miracles, signs, and wonders that is taking place. All these are saying that's not God. And that is something I'm going to talk about tonight on the economical movement. Ecumenical movement is strange fire. That's why I did that picture on there today. With it is because there's a strange fire happening. It's a false one. Okay, so let's keep going here. And it was so, when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle, and went out, and stood in the entering in of the cave, and behold, there came a voice unto him, and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thy Saying it again, look at that. Wow, there's... Whoa, pause! 
Oh my goodness, I'm about to cry. I'm having a vision right now. Wow. Do y'all see what is happening here? When Elijah confessed to the Lord in that scripture where he was honest about what his country was doing, what did God just do? He just told him, Elijah, there's about to be a change in power. There's about to be a shift. Bride, is that not what that guy said last night in that video? If you have not watched it, you've got to watch it. This year in 2018, we're going to see a lot of deaths of people that have falsely proclaimed the name of the Lord. They have been on television doing false things. God is going to take their life this year. The glory of the Lord is going to leave. He's not going to uh, put up with shenanigans anymore. The glory will depart. Ichabod will be written, basically. And what that guy said last night is there's going to be a great shift in the kingdom this year. Over to people that God has tested, tried, and purified, and he can trust that walks in integrity, that he can trust with that anointing. So let's read this again, and this is what happened in Elijah's day. And the Lord said unto him, Go, return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when thou comes, anoint Hazael to be king over Syria. So he's given another king. Isn't that something? And Jehu, the son of Nimshi, Nimshi shall thou anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, and Abelah, shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy room. And it shall come to pass that him that escapes the sword of Hazael shall Jehu slay, and him that escapes from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha say, slay. Bride, that is what is going to happen. We're going to have a change of power this year. Let's keep going. Us, that him that escapeth the sword of Hazael shall Jehu slay, and him that escapeth from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. And I have left me seven thousand in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which hath not kissed him. Oh, bam, right there. God is telling Elijah, there's a lot more people out there that's with you than you know. They have not bowed to Baal. They have not even kissed it. Which means they have not become a whore with that spirit. That is what I'm going to talk about tonight. With this ecumenical movement is whoredom to God. Because we cannot serve other idols. We cannot partner with other idols. We can't touch the unclean thing. And that is what has happened with this ecumenical movement. They are touching the unclean thing. And that is what he is saying right here. Yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel. All the knees which have not bowed to Baal. How many people today have not bowed to the pressure of uh, this culture? To Baal, you can sin and still be a Christian. You can do what you want to and everything is fine. There's no righteous standard. How many is not Baal? Let's keep going. Now we're in verse 19. We're almost done, Brad. We're in verse 19. So he departed thence and found Elisha the son of Shaphat, who was 
was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he with the twelfth, and Elijah passed by him, and cast his mantle upon him. Oh, catch on to that. Wow. Woo! We're about to have some mantles pass. Are y'all ready for some of these mantles? Of these generals, people that were generals in the kingdom that is about to go home. We want their mantle. That is what's happening right now with Elijah. So he departed there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he with the twelfth, and Elijah passed by and cast his mantle upon him. Are you ready, bride, to get your mantle in 2018? There is a shift coming in the kingdom. Wow. All right, let's keep going. We only have two verses left. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave unto the people and they did eat. Wow. And he rose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. Wow. Okay, as we know what ended up happening with Elisha and Elijah is that the Lord took Elijah home and then he left Elisha double portion. We, uh, I mean, we've got such exciting things happening, Brad. <laughs> such exciting things this year. Uh, we are getting ready to go into the prayer closet, uh, the prayer team, us 40. Uh, if you would pray for us in 10 minutes, uh, which usually lasts about an hour. Uh, if you would pray for us, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, this is exciting times. I'm telling you, my spirit man is about to just jump for joy at what God is doing in the earth today. I'm so excited to be a part of it with God. All right, Brad, well, I speak blessings over you today. Uh, and I will see you tonight for the Clarion Call Show at 7 o'clock. And that's where I'm going to expose the ecumenical movement and what's happening in the charismatic churches that are involved with that today. All right, God bless you, Brian.